My name is Sive Morris, and this is This Week in Car Audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, This Week in Car Audio. Tune in, tune in, What we talking about, bass? Talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you haven't found, check your grounds. It's show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host, The Judge, co-hosted by, oh, not Team Send Dave, let me fix that. Uh, no, <laughs> got, that's not me. We got uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Fernandez back. How's it going, Jeff? Hey, good, good, good. Yeah, let me uh, fix that for you real quick. Um, I got your name wrong on there, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us about your show or something this weekend, will you please, sir? Uh, you're talking to me, Doug, yes, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, we had a show at uh, Crossfire Car Audio this past weekend. Um, we are switching to uh, night shows. So, because, you know, that Texas heat, man, is, is too much. So uh, it did get uh, pretty heated in the uh, base race and top dog competition. So, uh, as always, some good action there. See the video later on tonight. <laughs> All right, and our guest today is uh, Gorman Cassidy, the loudest super street uh, car uh, ever recorded as far as DV Drag goes for the super ever. street division. Uh, good afternoon, Gorman. Oh, we lost him. He's connecting audio. No. Oh, that's horrible. I hate when that happens. Hey, guys, if you see this, I'm... Uh, <laughs> trying to finish up uh, sharing this, but I did do a show in Reno this weekend. Um, we didn't have a whole bunch of participation, uh, but what we did have, uh, it was a good thing if you guys caught our live feed. Oh, it looks like he's back. Hey. Norman, you back. Hey. There he is. All right. I'm back, man. Hey. So. <laughs> You're pushing the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it was me. Um could you tell us uh, what that Obviously. score was and what you did, what class and all that, please? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Super Street 3 to 4. It's been my class for a long, long time. And uh, oh. it only felt right to come back to that class uh, after my 12-year hiatus away from DV Drag. And uh, we, uh, we posted a 75-2 and then uh, backed it up with a uh, 75.4. Okay, 75.4, uh, so your uh, record is 75.2. 75.2. Right, yeah, because the way correct. DB Drag works, it's the lower of your two runs. Exactly right. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we uh, didn't have any failures of any kind, so it, it, was, uh, it was just me controlling the knob, and I got a little frisky on that second one, and just ramped it up just to touch too much, but uh, it uh, worked out real well. Yeah, we we're we we're pleased. We we're pleased with that. We've been uh, working super hard on that truck. <clears throat> Hadn't been much publicly shown, but uh, 
it's uh it's had it's had a lot of man hours on it so uh we got it figured out now uh sam dunn says uh, something uh, silly uh, like roll tide no. <laughs> oh yeah absolutely sam dunn so, <laughs> sam lives in indiana but he's a big alabama fan go figure right at least there's <laughs> one smart guy in indiana roll tide sam <laughs> Our other guy local here to California, his name's Woody McDonald. Uh, he just says um, anything over 173 is just showing off. So, <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. We, uh, you know, we've got some stiff competition this year on uh, mm -hmm. Super Street classes, and um, I probably wouldn't have shown that number. Um, nothing close to that number. This early, but we had another number. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, anyway, you know, it, it's going to be what it is. And uh, we got a whole lot more to show. So uh, it's going to be a fun year. Um, the last last couple I've spent building this truck and thank goodness we had um, the COVID year because I really needed it. Really needed it. Um, yeah. Both time both off, huh? Yeah, Bo, Bo says you my Absolutely. boy, Blue. <laughs> from Bo. Yeah, Bo, Bo and I, you know, believe it or not, uh, Bo competed back when I was com competing. Yeah. Uh, but I had a very, very tunneled vision, small uh, viewing angle back then, and uh, I didn't. I never had the pleasure of meeting Bo, but we became real good friends uh, after me coming back. So yeah. Mm -hmm. We uh, that's one of our little, little sayings. You, my boy, blue, All absolutely. Right. He's a true, right. true blue dude. Uh, Jeffrey, you want to talk to him about uh, where it started and how you know him from the past and whatnot? Oh, um, man, how long ago was it? Probably, uh, I want to say like maybe 2006, 2004. Four, okay, yeah, was it four? Okay, yeah, uh, we, we were running here, would have been, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it might have been somewhere in there. Long time. I know I'd won <laughs> one year. I'd have to see which one. Yeah, okay, two thousand five. It might have been two thousand six. Um, but uh, yeah, we were both running the same uh, brand subwoofers, the T three Audio. Uh, shout out to yeah. uh, Jonathan Demuth, and uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, he he had a lot of good things to say about you, and uh, you know how how smart you were, and you actually came out to uh, to my uh, to my vehicle and and kind of gave me a little tips and, and tricks and stuff on my car, but <laughs> you actually uh, walked, you, you walked into the box, you walked into the box and you're looking behind, <laughs> you know, behind the woofer and told me, Hmm, you need to do this. You need to shave this. <laughs> hey, you know, I, you know, it's, it's odd that uh, I can remember that. That was now that you say that, I remember that yeah. it was uh, 06. Finals. Right. Yeah. And uh, you were tearing up the sub in one position, <laughs> the same position every time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it was, that. it was that back wave. Uh, we had to notch it out on the bottom and it, yeah, it kind of led to a lot of uh, challenges, so to speak. But uh, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, DeMuth brought you over and you checked, I did a once over of uh, the rabbit there and I uh, was like, Hmm, you know, maybe it's this, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, right. Jonathan was smart. Yeah. <laughs> So did you you won that that year, right? Was it? I did. Year, I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We yeah. won. 
back to back wins and then mm-hmm. not hung up. So, so did you hang it up after two thousand seven? Business life, after, kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. Did you oh, hang yeah. it up after two thousand seven or two thousand eight? I was um, the last show I attended was um, Spring Break. 07 in Daytona and uh, wow. we re-upped the record at that point then which was like a 68.8 I believe is what it was at that time and mm-hmm. um, I was I was leaving a, a job I had worked at for 15 years in electrical contracting and uh, deciding uh, to start a business of my own um, and you know you know how it goes the hobby's got to take the back seat so that's kind of how it all happened. So, so you and I were on a very similar path there. Um, in 2011 or 12, I uh, DB Drag took a backseat for me. I, you know, limited the amount of shows I was doing. Uh, my daughter was doing softball. Your daughter was doing softball. We we uh, kind of talked about that a little over spring break one year. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, yeah. So you know the. Uh, I, I completely understand the, you know, sometimes the hobby's got to take a back seat for a short amount of time, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, and and we did the, we we did the softball. I coached uh, fast pitch, uh, recreational and and uh, you know elite level in in our area for for that entire time when the kids were coming up, and uh, once they basically aged out and started playing high school ball. Uh, in our area, you can't be, uh, you know, a kid can't be on two rosters. So right. we quit the uh, mm-hmm. summer ball and the travel ball, and they played strictly high school ball. And then I started getting the, I don't have anything to do with my spare time itch. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how this happened again. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> yes. Uh, so why don't yeah, you tell cause... us about your vehicle then, uh, Norman? So, uh, <clears throat> it's a 84 B2000 Mazda pickup, um, you know, pretty, 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 uh, cut and dry, a uh, little pickup, snug top and, uh, heavy fab B pillar back pretty much like all your elite level super street builds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, uh, I'm super, I'm super big on people that know me that know me really well, uh, will tell you I'm funny about things. <laughs> uh, OCD, if you will. Um, I like a vehicle, even though it's heavily modified, not to look heavily modified. I like it to be true to the division. And, uh, while it may not have a, you know, a $5,000 paint job on it, I like it to look clean and, and have a little bit of class. So that's what I was going for in this in this build, and I, I think I accomplished it. Um, obviously, loud's priority one, durables priority two, yeah. and then cosmetics come in at, at a at a close third. So uh, it's uh, it's doing rather well, and uh, we're like I said, we you know it's it's been rebuilt three times over this past this past season since finals. Uh, testing, tuning, gutted. Uh-huh. Testing, tuning, gutted because we knew what we had to compete against in the Euro vehicle. And, um, 
you know, you can't, you can't let any corner uh, be even slightly round. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be perfect. So we're real close now to perfect. So are you listening to Yeah, I, I there's some crazy feedback. <laughs> I don't hear that, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the people at home can hear it. Um, Jeffrey, why don't you ask him why Chinese Yeah, so uh, Gorman, uh, you explained the vehicle. Now, can you talk a little bit about the build? Like what kind of, uh, sure. you said it's from the B sure. pillar. Okay. Yeah, B pillar back, B pillar right. back, uh, heavy, heavy framing. Um, yeah, sure. I'll be happy to speak about the interior as well. So as as your face, as as your face uh, has said, this is a. <laughs> I think we might have lost Gorman. <laughs> oh, so it isn't me because I can, I'm not hearing that echo you just heard. And you're back. Yeah, Gorman, we kind of lost back. you there for a second. Uh, I think yeah, we yeah, y'all disappeared for a minute. <laughs> so yeah, the, um, I don't, the, the, the build, the right. um, two by three heavy tube. Um, yeah, nice. The, uh, my buddy Bo came down, uh, I was, uh, Probably most people don't know, but under the first year of this build, I had a torn rotator. I'd been nursing for oh. a year, and it got real bad. Uh, weightlifting, mm -hmm. you know, too much testosterone. Yeah. And his internet is not the greatest. <laughs> Bo over here says he's got T-Mobile. Ran, ran out of minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> you still do that? <laughs> Again. Yeah, Here we go. What Bo said. Again, uh, uh, Bo uh, chimed in and said that you got T-Mobile and you ran out of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that was on cue, right on cue. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's hilarious. Um, so, <laughs> so hey, what championships do you have? Do you have uh, multiple championships, multiple orgs? What do you got? Yeah, we've got a few in Alaska, uh, advanced too. We've got, um, um, that, that's pretty much the extent of it now. We've, we've been second place to a, a Euro vehicle since I came back, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a burn. And <laughs> yeah, hey, no, uh, but, <laughs> you know, give you the motivation. That's, that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons we, you know, believe as competitive as I am, that's actually one of the reasons we came back is I was literally tongue in cheek, you know, kidding and talking to, uh, to Huggy. Y'all, y'all would know Huggy, David Montgomery and, and Nick, mm, which right, we've yeah, been okay. friends for, you know, two decades or more. And mm -hmm. we were just chatting one day and said something about, I said, I ought to build another vehicle since, uh, everybody's getting it handed to them by these Euro vehicles that everybody's mm -hmm. important now.
Here we lost audio. Uh, on the YouTube side, same same uh, same thing. No audio on the YouTube side. Did that fix the issue, you guys? Uh, Chime in, uh, let us know. Hell, I thought you guys they hear muted us me, now? he said. <laughs> <laughs> Just now got it back. Okay, yes. So me Nice, too. okay. Okay, I'm seeing it back. Sorry, Gorman. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I'm used to it now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so once again, so uh, tell us, because I think we lost them. Uh, tell us what got you to switch from Sound Quality Iaska over to the DB Drag. So uh, one event in Perry, oddly enough, uh, mm. I had a I had a judge tell me that uh, my stage height and, and image width was perfect. Everything it couldn't be better, you know. And I did SoundQ Plus, so I got max SPL points. Uh, I believe at that time it was like 145 dB, mm. and uh, it was your maximum allowable max and. Uh, then the next event, the very next event I go to, I had a, another judge tell me that my uh, image width was was narrow and spotty and my stage was low. And I realized at that time I was done playing that opinionated game that oh, I would yeah. much rather do oh, yeah. SPL, which I loved anyway and grew up doing, um, so that a meter, we were all basically being judged by one fair way of doing it and you took opinions out of exactly yeah yeah uh so i will say i tried sound quality when i first got into this uh back in 2000 and it was 99 actually so i i tried the sound quality side and i went in and i was docked i had to drive my vehicle to the event and i was docked because my wind my wheels were dirty <laughs> and really yeah um, awesome. And at that point, they also had uh, at that time they just had USAC there, and uh, so I was like, "Hey, you know what? At the USAC, they don't care what what if my wheels are dirty or not." Um, <laughs> and, and, I mean, you know, I as you, I spent a bunch of time doing the time alignment. I stretched out all my freaking uh, speaker cords for my door speakers, my rear speakers. And I made sure they were all appropriate lengths uh, so that, you know, to fix the time alignment issues and stuff like that. I did a whole bunch of uh, stuff like that. And I get there and they say, well, your tires are pretty dirty, so we're going to dock you points for that. And, um, you know, um, Nick Wright install, says, low install point. Yeah. Install points. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, anyway, yeah, so that's... That's exactly what install point is. Yeah, you know? and, and, and to me, I thought that was ridiculous. And I, So, like, if, if I was one of your competitors, I would just take a bag of dirt and just throw it on your tires, right? And then you yeah. would lose out on points. Is that right? Or... Basically, basically, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Uh, so, so, anyway, yeah, and then DB Drag, I went so, to yeah. one event, and it was awesome. Um, the head-to-head. Yeah. -head, uh you know, that, that part was what drew me to it for sure. Um, oh yeah, uh, for sure. You know, you the light towers were a whole nother level. Yeah. So when I started, I had the light towers, I believe Jeffrey uh, had the light towers. Um, 
Didn't you have the light towers, Jeffrey, when you guys uh, first started? Yeah, yeah. And Andy actually has them now, but well, obviously it's it's not compatible anymore. But uh, yeah, Andy had them. He had them on the tower on the uh, the old Kenwood towers. Yep. And it would be nice to get yeah. those back. Wayne is actually working to try and add those back to the uh, system, which would be mm -hmm. awesome when we do. Um, uh, let's see. All right. Here. <laughs> okay. You want to hit that stuff on there, Jeffrey, what you're seeing? Uh, yeah. Let's see. I, there's a comment here. Man, it's, it's coming in fast now. It is. Uh, so I'd ask if anybody had any questions for Gorman. Somebody mentioned... Wow, it's hit. okay. Gorman, we gonna see any live testing on the drag page? Hype topic. Let's do some low power live videos. Uh, uh, low power is low power. Low power testing for me. Low <clears throat> low low power testing for me is basically useless. Um, that's like a measuring stick, you know, mm -hmm. just to compare efficiency. Oh, did he freeze up on us again? <laughs> wow, his internet is not bueno. Um, yeah. So what he what he's saying is that the uh, low power just doesn't give you the true test of what the vehicle can do. It doesn't mm -hmm. tell you about the com uh, compression on the drivers. Uh, it doesn't tell you the efficiency of the amps wholly, but it does give you a base to. Right. Uh, make changes and see where your gains are going to be. Uh, right. And yeah. Usually when we would do our testing, you know, as soon as we turn it up, frequency changes, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, I guess exactly. it, it depends whoever, uh, if it, if it helps you, you know, kind of determine where you want to go. Uh, if low power testing helps, then, you know, uh, more power to you. But uh, sure. uh, I guess sure. in some cases it doesn't. So, <laughs> Yeah, in my opinion, I use low power, and you know, everybody that, that's a relative subject. Low power to me is going to be far, far different than low power to someone else. So, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I kind of look at a low power range at somewhere around 5k of coal, um, mm. you know, something like that. I mean, that that's anything under that, and, and you start really changing, you start really changing things, and and you know, I see it here. A lot of people talk about all that stuff, and and to each his own. Because it, right. if you've got right. if you've got five k driver that you're using, and that's your max power, well, okay, test it. Two k a driver. That you know, you're going to be fairly close. But if you've got forty k a driver, well, you know, that doesn't really do anything for me. So uh, I don't, and I don't really do uh, live testing stuff anyway. I've never been that guy that I needed my ego stroked or anything like that. I, hmm. Like I said, I do this. The number on the meter is a direct reflection of how hard I worked, not what the other guy does. And, you know, my, my goal for this year is to turn a number that nobody's ever seen. In <laughs> and, and he did. Is he back? And, well, hit by a few tenths. More than that. Okay, so later. so what was the loudest Super Street score prior to your run this weekend, or this last weekend? Uh, seventy-five point one. Wow. So you got it by one tenth for record-wise. 
right? Because your 75.2 is what it ended up being. Um, uh, so um, if you can hear us or I don't know where you're at right Sorry, now. freezing a little. Yeah, you are freezing a little <laughs> bit. Your internet's not bueno. Uh, Bo, Bo Bourne says, uh, let's talk about that here and now, about the smackdown that's going to happen at finals. Finals, yes. That, that's your boy Bo Blue, you know. All you blue shirt crew talking. So, any talk about finals yet or what? Oh, his volume. Bit. There you go. Now I hear you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bo's going to say, yeah, Bo for a reason because he will stir the pot. <laughs> uh, they just tagged Hank Beach in the uh, comments, so I'm sure there's some more pot stirring coming there. Between Bo and Hank. Oh, we lost you lost <laughs> your volume, Gorman. Um. <laughs> uh, can you hear us, Gorman? Uh, we can't hear you. Nope, I can't hear you at all. You need to reconnect your audio or something. Anyway, um, yeah. So he Gorman is uh, gonna be at finals. Uh, we're doing that at uh, what's that? Owen, Owensboro. Owensboro, Kentucky. Owensboro, Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Owensboro, Kentucky. October first and second, twenty fifth anniversary. Uh, like uh, Gorman said, he's looking mm -hmm. forward to that, and he can't wait to. Four finals. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, there we, we go. go. No, it's um. Hank Beach oh, is no, there. Two. For so, cool now, guys. so now we got Hank Beach and Bo Boren in the uh, chat there. Man, we should just sit back and watch chat now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's a party. Um. So so, what's your thoughts on the multiple world finals versus the single one this year? Uh, stuff. What do you think of that, Gorman? Oh, you lost you again. I think we lost video too this time. Wow, this the same thing happened when we tried to do uh, what's his name down in Mexico, huh? Uh, Roberto. Yeah, right. Roberto. Yeah. There you are. We see you now, Gorman. Still can't hear you. Can't hear you. So yeah, see if you can figure out what the issue is with your audio uh, once we get you back there. But anyway, so yeah, so, so we're gonna yeah. do that. Um, Jeffrey was part of the first uh, separate world finals, 2007. Right. So mm -hmm. he was Multiple here. Multiple locations. The, yep, you were on the California side. Yeah. Um, uh, Sam Dunn put in here as a business standpoint, multiple finals are smart. As a yeah. competitor standpoint, it'll be expensive. Uh, agreed. Mm -hmm. um, it will be a little more expensive, especially for the California guys. I mean, is it uh, multiple locations or multiple finals? What do you mean? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. So oh, versus one oh. final. Oh, it's okay. It's going to be more expensive for everybody to go to one final versus right. multiple yeah. final locations. Mm -hmm. Did you get the audio mm -hmm. working, Gorman? <laughs> no, sir. It is not working. Hey, try logging out and logging back in. That might be what you have to do, Gorman. Dustin says, type responses in the chat, Gorman. <laughs> His fingers are going to be tired. Oh, there he goes. Uh, ah, okay. Well, he's going to try to restart. There we go. He is. He's 
got it. So now. yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see uh, finals. Uh, yeah, and, and, and okay. it was Gorman and his guy Hello. in the class. Oh, there yes, we go. We, we can, can hear, hear you. Now. Nice. My God, Doug, it's got to be your system. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, you know, you can, blame, you can blame me. I, I get blamed for a lot of stuff. I've been married 30-plus years. I get blamed all the time. Dang it, Doug. <laughs> Brother, I, I understand that one. Yeah. Okay. Hank's, so. Hank's, hold on real quick. Hank says DB drag causes cancer in the state of California because everything else does. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something Hank would say. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, the, last thing, the last thing apparently I could say – when we were chatting were was um something about finals you said something about yeah. finals so, and, and, so yeah. how do you what are your thoughts on having the finals in one location versus the multiple locations that we've been doing in the last couple of years if you can hear that cuz your audio is reconnecting audio connecting again man oh, yeah. he must have uh, stick audio uh, <laughs> i have zero uh, idea dude Okay, so so the question was, uh, your thoughts on the multiple locations of World Finals versus the single location we're doing this year? I like it for one reason and one reason only. It it brings the ability to go all out in DV drag and not yeah. try to save equipment and save rounds, knowing that you've got two other orgs to do. Um, so I like it a lot in that regard. Mm -hmm. Uh. The problem, though, you know, the problem is expense and diesel fuel when you're towing vehicles. So, yep. Um. Wow. Wow. RP Patel says, "Don't choke again." Points that out to Sam. Don't choke, huh? Ooh. Replying, replying to Sam. Huh? Yes. Um. Uh. I'm, I'm sure. So, so my thoughts, my personal thoughts, and, and you know, I'm nobody, obviously, but my personal thoughts on on DB Drag in a single location is it would be nice, say, every three years or every four years, some some nominal number, yeah. where we have multiple locations all the years, except for like I said, once every three years, we have a single location, so that everybody mm -hmm. can get together and um, you know, because it is different going. Uh, eye to eye, face to face against your competitor yeah. versus over a screen. Sure. Um, sure. I, I mean, yeah. I get that. Yeah, but it is it's, beneficial. It's, uh, you know. Go ahead. You know, it, it, I, I think uh, I think if you looked, if you pulled all competitors that compete at finals or on a on a national level that had intent on going to finals, you'd probably find that they're centralized around the finals locations, if I had to guess. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't really have a strong opinion on the satellites or not. I mean, yeah, everybody wants to to compete at the finals, but, I mean, really, in, in the day when I, I was struggling to get to finals, when I was, you know, uh, uh, amateur and competing against pros, the shop owners, which basically I still am, um, you know, I was coming in at 10th or 9th or 8th or whatever, not even placing, but it gave me the desire to work that much harder and do what I needed to do to make sure that I at least made brackets. And then when I made brackets, obviously I want to climb the ladder. That that fuel doesn't seem to, in my opinion, from what I've seen from a lot of competitors, 
there's not that desire. It, it's a look at me and how loud I can play it. Um, seems to be so much more prominent now. Uh, again, I was gone for a long time, and, and I know things change. And mm-hmm. but uh, it, it, it at the end of the day, I look at it like if you told me if, if Doug, you said, you know what, finals is in California only this year. I knew my vehicle was top notch. I'm taking a week off, and we're coming. We're, we're heading west. I mean, you know, but that's me. Mm-hmm. But that's not ninety percent of <clears throat> other competitors. So. I guess it all boils down to it depends on how bad you want it. You do what you got to do. Yeah, I, I agree. No, um, I agree. You know, Jimmy I drags the elite organization in in audio competition, in my opinion, the absolute pinnacle. Uh, Wayne Wayne and Salise have worked real hard for a long time. You know, twenty five years this year mm-hmm. to make DB Drag elite. And yes, we've had all kinds of challenges as a as a uh, competitive organization. Uh, you know, I think everybody exhibits those and, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know. I just got a feeling this year is going to be nice and, and maybe it's going to, maybe we could spark some of the interests of the competitors that never got the chance to see how good it was when me and Jeffrey were on the same floor in Nashville. Exactly. I agree. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Uh, I'm open for that. And I I really think the satellite locations are great to, for growth reasons. I I think we get a we're going to have a greater growth with satellite. That's why my suggestion is that we have a single location but it's every 3 years or so, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um it also helps on the judging side because, you know, us judges um, you know, we work so separately for the finals and everything. And uh, whenever we get a chance to be all in the same place to judge the same cars together, um, like, you know, I don't see your car, you know, 10 times a year. So it's great for sure. me to come over and see your car and give my opinions on, hey, you know, because um, realistically, uh, and it's not saying that the other judges aren't doing their job, is we get blind to what we see, you know, Jeremy. Yeah. Kramer senior car freaking so many times (laughs) I mean it takes him 10 seconds to look over your car Uh, he's just looking for changes Uh, where me coming in with a fresh set of eyes well it's going to take me 5-10 minutes to look through your car uh, you know looking Mm -hmm. at stuff that he may not be looking at at all Um, so I I think it's the benefit of having the judges all in one place together Uh, and, and I think there's a benefit to that like I said like every three years or so in my opinion, it'd be great. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, and, yeah, I get that. I mean, and I don't think it would I be. I don't think it would necessarily hurt to change the coast it's on every year too, right? If it was right. East Coast right. one year, uh, one the one year, and then you know, then the three years later it was on the West Coast. Um, I, I don't think it would hurt. Uh, you know, the way we put on the shows, in, unless Wayne has some kind of uh, before he like with Nashville, he had a set. Um, he had a contract with them to contract. do it multiple years. Contract. Yeah. yeah, and that con- yeah. yeah, and that contract uh, gave us a ton of huge benefits. And you know, sure. Nashville was awesome. I'm, I mean, sure you remember Nashville, and not sure we're gonna capture Nashville because you know your first few times 
no matter what it is, you're still going to have nostalgia for it. And so, so it's not that we're going to capture it, but it's going to give right. Moses Martinez, you know, he's going to go out there. Um, c- couple of my team send it guys, they're going to go out there. Um, they're going to see something completely different than they've ever seen before. And right. Um, right. it's going to be their new uh, moment to capture in nostalgia. And yeah, I, of course. And of I course. think that's going to be great for those guys to see it. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, you talk about easy judging, and and I've, <clears throat> I think a lot of the times we, from a judging standpoint, and this is my, you know, obviously I've never been a judge. However, I've been a competitor forever, and and I see, I appreciate, I really do appreciate the tenacity in which y'all try to judge, but. I really feel like judging could be made more simple for you guys. And especially in our division. Now, obviously extreme, you have all these, these, these fine guidelines and all this stuff, you know, that you got to deal with the street cars, you got to really go over and make sure they're not overbuilt, whatever. But in super street, I mean, super street is kind of one of those. It's pretty simple unless you're really doing something stupid and like an OEM, if it looks, OEM, if it looks similar to an OEM vehicle by Doug Stockton or Jeffrey Fernandez or Jeremy Reamer's opinion and the windows roll up and down and the glass is there and it passes a string test, mm-hmm. let's roll. And you know how much time that would save you all at, at events? I mean, it's crazy. Like, you, you and another factor, you, you take this. So, we've seen a, a resurgence in low uh, low voltage high power amplifiers come back to the market. Mm-hmm. You know, we've incriminators mm-hmm. got a, a extremely strong line of low voltage. We're talking 12.8 to 14.4. You're only seeing 5% power difference all the way up in the mid 15s with a fully regulated power supply. And you simplify that you get rid of high voltage, high voltage systems that run 16 to 18 volts. You know, most of those are getting phased out because of all these new amplifier designs anyway. And your judging became so much easier. You don't have to have a judge staring at a meter. You don't have to be, you know, going through a vehicle with a fine-tooth comb because it looks OEM. Mm-hmm. The windows go up and down. I mean, y'all's job got almost enjoyable with a few a few of those tweaks. What's your thoughts on that? Um, we oh, actually uh, did remove yeah. some rules. Uh, the sound ending rule. Um, and that was a huge one because otherwise, you know, because you were only allowed, what was it, three layers or something like that yeah. of sound ending. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people putting sound ending in their car, they'll put layer, layer, layer. And then right here in this one section where they overlap, there might be a third, a fourth layer. And hell, we need right. you to cut that out. Right. So one of the things Wayne did is he removed the sound ending rule, which helped. A ton in the immensely, judges. immensely. Yeah, right. Sure, uh, sure. That was uh, really good. Um, the allowing the vents to be taped or foamed or whatever, that was huge because I mean I literally had to take a flashlight and look in every vent to make sure it was right, clear. Right. Right. Um, you know, because sure. uh, when we were at Oklahoma, I caught uh, somebody brought a car from Europe and he filled his vents full of foam. <laughs> and right. which was and, and it was a panda and it was completely the against the rules at the time. Right. And right, so right, right. And, and then I went over there back and the guy was like, oh, I did it. And I 
flash my flashlight in there. All he did was paint it black. I'm like, dude, it's still in there. Uh, <laughs> right. Then I come right. back and it's well, on. That's the guy. He's... Yeah. So so then I come back and it's on the floor. But and I look in there with the flashlight. He only dug it back like three inches and painted it black. <laughs> I'm like, right. okay, dude, real simple. If you're gonna compete, it has to be out. I got to right. be able to see it out. Right. And sure, uh, sure. he he fixed it. Um, but but I mean something simple like that. I mean, how much time did I waste at a World Finals on that one vehicle with sure. just that stuff? Right. Um, oh, absolutely. And and that's that's my point in this. If if your voltage limitation is one of the things that you're super stringent on that you're looking at, mm -hmm. and and most you know eighty percent of your market, you know, I mean, you got Jake's, you got Jake and the guys over there that you know they got that whole salt line. It's a low voltage line. You got our our IX lines, a low voltage line. I think everybody else is pretty much jumping on board with that. Mm -hmm. It's some. It simplifies the car audio enthusiast and the competitor alike because now you're no longer having to have two different voltage systems, two different right. alternator charging systems, different storage ability, and and it, it makes it better for the seller of the gear at, at Joe Blow's audio shop down the street because mm -hmm. he's getting off-the-shelf batteries, and it makes it better for the, the alternator guys building something regulated, fully regulated versus having to do external regulation. It, it makes it better for the judges. It makes it better for everybody. So it, it, I see that being a trend that's continue getting back to a normalcy because now power has basically become cheap, whereas before right. many years ago, yeah. it was extremely expensive. So, um, I think things are changing in a good way, and, and those changes should reflect in some simplification of y'all's judging. Mm -hmm. uh, at least I hope so. So, so the judges, uh, when we have a judges conference, they kind of uh, make mention to it about me. Um, the, I, I don't can't believe I'm going to say this, but Hank Beach and I are going to agree on something right now. <laughs> um, I do 100% believe voltage limits should be removed, especially in the power classes. Power's power. It's voltage power's times power. amperage. I don't give a crap how you get your voltage. I don't care how you get your amperage. It's when you're limited to 1,000 watts or 2,000 watts, you're limited to 2,000 watts. Um, and that and that's right. a contention I I strongly push with the judges. Um, push it with Wayne. Uh, they all know my feelings on it, and uh, I'm overruled on it every year. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it, it's something that, it, like I said, in my opinion, it, it shouldn't be in the rules, especially for the power classes. For the if, power classes. Yeah, okay. if you if you want to do it for Super Street, yeah, let's do it for Super Street to make sure they aren't over 18 volts. And for the same reason that Gorman said, which is, you know, we want to make – we want to push the industry in a way that a local retailer can sell the products that we're using. And, exactly. And if we're putting something out there that's 27 volts, then there's no freaking – Yeah, what yeah. retailer can use it? So I, I can create understand. a niche. Right. So mm -hmm. I can understand. Yeah, you're creating a niche market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so I can And understand. I'm not – you know – I I'm going to disagree just slightly on your voltage, okay. on your power. And, and again, I, I've been known to be difficult, so bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing personal. But, I mean, we know that 
that, you know, our wattage is power. And, and if I could teach any newbie coming in to, to car audio, the, the first thing I would, I would explain to them is your gain is not an output gain. It is an input matching <laughs> gain. Input it is matching. Not output. <laughs> yeah. It, it is relative to the loudness of your vehicle because you have matched your input section to that amplifier. Yeah. And the second thing I would teach them is an amplifier does not build wattage. It builds voltage. It mm -hmm. switches. It creates uh, voltage. Mm -hmm. AC voltage out. Mm -hmm. Your wattage is a is just an apparent power number based on your voltage output and your resistance. Now, if amperage pushes your voltage, Doug, wouldn't you say that if you have a lower impedance load with a higher level of amperage, then you, you are going to produce a higher score than if you have a higher voltage and lower amperage because you have less push for your power. Think about it. So I do know I've of tested ways. This. That's why I'm asking. Okay. So <laughs> I, I do know of ways to, we'll say, artificially produce a different power output than what your amp is producing no 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 no. i mean legit, legit. no 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 no. it is artificial. legit i'm, I'm well, not talking about spoofing not spoofing no 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 not so spoofing. so so if you if you run that thing up to 16 uh 16 ohms okay so if you're running your speakers at 16 ohms the ability for you to get um the thousand watts it it's going to show a way lower number of power on that meter than if you were at say two ohms. Oh, your... obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Right. So, um, but you can get it. So that way you can rail up the perceived wattage You're, because you, we, you'd be we... super, super efficient. Yeah. That's right. You'd be super efficient. There. Right. Because you'd have very, you, you would have very little resistance for, for that power to be pushed through the circuit. But my, and, and, and that's just, it's one of my talking points. I, we have these internal chats with, with, with the IA guys all the time. We, we, you know, uh -huh. I, I talk with Bo and Rob and Nick and Neil and, and all the guys and, and we have these powwows. So we have the same talks you're talking and we always end up in a disagreement and it's going to always be that way. Yep. But that's, that's what makes this part of a fun hobby is yeah, we just agree and disagree on the front side. Yeah. I tell people all the time, and I, I want to have these discussions, and I want to absolutely be the dumbest guy in the room when I'm having this discussion. I I, right. I want to learn something every time. All up. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, it's <clears throat> it's uh it, it's a crazy game we play. I mean, we're grown men playing with radios, so there you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, okay, so you're a grown man playing with the radio. Um, what is your relationship with incriminator i mean obviously you got an incriminator shirt the cup you keep tilting up says incriminator sure. on it uh <laughs> that's brand placement <laughs> yeah product placement right product there. placement that's what it is <laughs> product placement product yeah. placement yeah. uh like i said i've been friends i've been friends guys for a long, long time um i was uh fortunate enough to be one of the competitors on you know many 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 years ago on Thunder Force, MTX's Thunder Force yeah. that they had a ex extraordinarily support, a level of support for, and uh, D 
DEI and Orion back then in, in those days. And uh, I knew Nick, and Nick was just getting started back in those days. And I had uh, contractual obligations to, to my people but uh, that, that I was running at the time with DEI. But uh, I knew uh, Nick showed me his, you know, his, one of his high-end drivers. I knew he was on to something, and he was going to do something big because he was extremely de- determined and uh, a smart guy. And then, you know, two years later, I was out of it. And then I come back, um, you know, and I've heard over the years that, that he was doing really good and turning out some really good product and had some awesome ideas and was kind of thinking outside the box of a lot of people. And um, and then, you know, when I, I came back, I said, well, you know, we're both Alabama guys. Uh, Nick's in North Alabama. I'm in Central Alabama. And I'm like, so I just hit Nick up and told him what my thoughts were and here we are. Yeah. Uh, so was that anybody else on that team when you joined or? Oh yeah, the team was huge. It's you know it fluctuates like anything else. It's it's kind of like that family dinner. You know one one big show you'll have sixteen people and 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 most of the year you only see four. It's kind of like that. There's a lot of guys out there in the smaller classes that just aren't nearly as crazy uh, or as motivated as our core. You know, really our core the last few years is is really been we, we call the the three amigos and that's me and Bo Bourne and Rob Kohler. So, um, you know, we're, we're all pretty jazzed up and, and fired up about fired up about super street and the, the competition. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that still compete here and there. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of entry level guys, but for the most part, it's us three. I think we had some talks that, uh, I think there's there's fixing to be some expansion as far as the teams goes. Uh, we, we've talked about maybe going back to uh, and you know obviously I'm not speaking for Nick. I'm just saying that we talked about it in general conversation that possibly some levels to the team goes and uh, might, might come to fruition and uh, start getting some of these these uh, really insane demo type drivers he's designed out into the hands of people that want to show them off and beat them to death. Um, I think that's fixing to come. So uh, that'll be a huge thing, a huge thing for IA. So. Okay. So that'd be like the cyclone class guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a, uh, he's released, he showed it. He had a, a model that although we weren't able to go to uh slamology with prior commitment and uh, an event plan. So we skipped slam, but, he had a uh, new tyrant driver on the table at, at uh, slam and you'll have to, you know, people have to check out Nick and the website for the info on that, but it's a, it's a super bad boy driver uh, made, made to beat on. I think it's like, uh, I'm not speaking out of context. I think it's a 5k RMS like daily uh-huh. driver beat on uh-huh. all you want type driver. Yeah. He's uh he's, you know, extra excursion, low frequency capability, custom tooled basket that kind of thing to really get a long throw driver with a ton of motor force and a huge coil. In it. Oh, we might have Nick back on here again just to talk about that. Is that bad for you, Jeffrey? Uh, yeah, I, I heard a little feedback. Sometimes I think that uh, I'm causing the feedback when, when I say something, cause I yeah. can kind of hear it. But. <laughs> no. 
Um, well, knock on wood, you've been clear, so don't jinx it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you're, you're totally right. You know, uh, the company has to evolve. I mean, you see uh, kind of how the industry is now. You see a lot of these uh, demo guys, and, and uh, they're, you know, speaking, uh, you know, volumes because, you know, you have shows like Slamology where, you know, a lot of the booths now, they have demo vehicles, you know, it used to be where uh, used to be SPL vehicles and stuff like that. But now it's, uh, it's got these, uh, you know, hardcore demo guys that can demo from the start of the show to the well past, you know, the end of the show. So, you know, for Nick to uh, do something like that, hey, it's just, it's part of evolution. Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't adapt, you, you die. So yeah. Um, he's had some really good ideas for a long time and he talks to, to the guys, you know, to us about it and, mm -hmm. and asks opinions and questions and tells us what he's thinking. And, you know, we, we really have a, a really open, you know, if you're diehard and serious, he'll take you, you know, he'll take you under the wing and, mm -hmm. and really get as technical as you want to get. And, um, you can't say that about a lot of people. You know, I got a lot right. of respect for Nick. All right, Moses Martinez watching us. He's got the little <laughs> going on. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of which, we'll talk about that when we're done with this portion of the uh, show. But uh, Moses stepped up and uh, made my next Reno event a 2X event. So oh, he, nice. he wants to see Sweet. more people uh, participate, and he feels that if we upgrade the event, it'll uh, entice people to come and participate even more. Um, Gorman's cool. Gorman's never been to any of my shows, uh, other than <laughs> Slam last year, right? No, you weren't at Slam last year, were you? Not last year. No, I watched you live stream. I I was not at Slam. Yeah. Last so, year. so oh no, you family you, vacation. You were at Spring Break. <laughs> you were at Spring Break one year when I was doing mm. it, um, because we went to Roadhouse afterwards or some steakhouse. So I <laughs> that's right. That's now that that sounds right. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Went sounds like Garmin. <laughs> that's right. Steakhouse. That's me all day. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So I mean, it's um, my my events. I do I do uh, huge trophies. So um, at a two X, it'll be like three foot two inch tall trophy for first, uh, twenty nine inch tall trophy for second, and then an eighteen for third. Um, at a 3x, mm -hmm. it'll be a four foot, three foot, two foot, or you know, roughly 30 inch for third. So um, we do really big trophies. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's like, hey, you know what? Let's bring out the big trophies. Let's get the multiplier out there. Let's help people get some points, uh, opportunities to go to finals. We've actually been working on trying to put together a couple of transports so we can hopefully get like six to eight vehicles to World Finals from California this year, oh, which wow. would be great. Yeah, awesome. Um, uh, and, and once those guys go to the World Finals in one single location, they'll see the value in it, as we were discussing earlier. Sure. I think there's a huge value in it. Um, not discounting that there isn't a value in having the multiple uh, venue locations. There's a great value in that, too. And I think that the value in the multi-location is for the new guy getting his feet wet. And wants to just oh, experience cool. some world finals um and that's why my suggestion once again is also like every three years or something have a single location uh because that sure. single location um has a different thing and you can build up to it 
Um, one of the suggestions would also be, hey, if you um, won your class in any of those years, it gave you an automatic invite into the single location, you know. So, sure. you, know, you know, two years you're doing multi-venue, then the third year you're in a single location. So if you won your class in any one of those multi-venues, that gave you an automatic invite to finals for that year. So, mm -hmm. um, but that way you, you're looking at, Hey, these are all champions at this. And it actually, as, as a competitive person, myself, as you are, um, it, it gives you, Hey, there's something to shoot for. I want my automatic invite. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and we used to do that automatic invite, right? Uh, back in the day, if you won your class the previous right. year, you automatically got an invite the following year to world finals. So it's like you got to defend your title, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. You got to defend exactly. your title. <laughs> exactly. Right. And that's, that's a draw. That's a draw for the competitor that, that knows they're in the top three in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, for sure. You know, do I think it's going to make, you know, Johnny and his Honda with two tens show up? Probably not. You, you know, you've got, but the whole aspect of it is in your area, you know, what your competitor base is and you know how to play to your base. And as long as you have the freedom to do that as a judge and a promoter, then, then you are basically responsible for building the interest in your area. And in turn, cultivating that interest into a national level stage. Yep. And uh, Jeffrey's yeah. doing a great job yeah. of that out there in uh, Texas. You know, um, he, he grew an area that essentially was non-existent when he showed up. And now yeah. he's getting reasonable attendance at, at his shows. Yeah, we just um, had yeah, uh, two, was... two champions uh, coming out of Texas at the last finals. And one of them actually went to Eastern finals and Western finals, Mel Valadez, and he ends up, he ends up winning the, uh, you know, world championship. So, uh, Hey, you know, that's huge. Guys are out there. Yeah. That's huge. awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. Texas was, uh, if I understand right, wasn't Texas and, and that Oklahoma, Texas, Arizona area, wasn't that huge for USAC in that oh, pretty yeah. much USAC territory? Oh yeah. It's definitely USAC country for sure. But, uh, <laughs> You know, if, if you're loud, you know, it doesn't really matter what organization, you you know, you're in. You just want to be able to prove that you're loud. So I think, uh, you know, the competitors <laughs> out there is what's what's is is what's really making, uh, you know, the organization grow. So, you know, I, I was just there, you know, I'm putting up shows, but it's the competitors and the, the people that support the events that really uh, make it huge. So absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> totally agree. All right, guys, we've already hit our hour mark. Uh, I really appreciate that. I've been trying to get Gorman on here for over a year. Uh, he keeps on giving me the I'm busy. <laughs> so I, I appreciate him actually spending some time. Um, I do know he's, you know, he's got a wife. He's got kids. He's got a business to run. Um, and being your own contractor, uh, hours are – they aren't what they're supposed Very. to be. They're, they're not – it's Ooh, not a nine-to-five job. It's um, – Oh, wow. It's seven days a week. Uh, you have to make some sacrifices, and, and it's not only you; it's your family that are making those sacrifices with you. And so, sure. when you do get some spare time, uh, you know, throwing a bone out to some lonely judge out in the West Coast isn't top priority. <laughs> and I understand. Yeah. I, I do understand. 
Um, you know, hey, I I had one I wanted to mention that I that I've kind of been doing some thinking about, and I wanted I wanted to see what y'all's opinion is because okay. I don't think y'all heard this this angle before. You know how back in the day we would have a uh, final round or, or semi, maybe in the semi, at least in the final, some of the elimination rounds, you know, you'd have maybe a little sandbagging going on, made, made the game really interesting. And, uh, you know, I might burp off at three quarters, you know, he clicks down or something, and then X guy comes in and comes back, and then right at the end we both go wide open and whoever wins, wins. Mm-hmm. Remember those days? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, What's your thoughts on if you took elimination brackets or at least final bracket and upped our time from 30 seconds to 60 to enable that to happen again? I mean, we could do it with a 30 seconds, but you know good and well, Mm -hmm. by the time you go ready, set, and go, we power everything up, and now most of us are rolling, not straight burping, we're taking five or six seconds during a roll. You don't have multiple rolls in, in right. one session. But if we doubled that time in the final, you're adding 30 seconds per class per run. In the final is only is what you're saying? It could be in the final only. It could be in the elimination round. I mean, not only what better test would it be for, for the sticker on the side of the vehicle to show the durability of multiple hits for one, and then the ability to play the game and get more crowd interest in watching the big show at the end. Yeah. So, so you're basically uh, extend. You want to extend the time to be able to, you know, allow your competitor to put up a number. Then you put it uh, put up a number, and then the uh, their competitor's back, turn. To, oh, okay. The yeah, we, we've seen seconds, that. Then the last ten seconds, you're coming back at it again <laughs> simultaneously, and whoever didn't break in those other ones. You know, you, you got a show. The final right. round, the final run in an aspect like that would be a show. Could yeah. be a show. Obviously, nope. both participants have to be willing to torture their stuff to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so so the only issue with that is the programming. Um, I don't think it's unsurmountable, but I don't I, – I would believe that in the finals – if we extended it to say 45 seconds. Uh, so from a judging standpoint, especially at world at, at uh, DB drag in base race and top dog, those things are more exciting from a spectator view. Um, DB sure. drag. If we have 45 seconds of dead time, it's not as exciting, but I do see where you're getting at. And right. maybe this could be just a world finals thing, right? That's, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, it, at the end of the day, you're looking, you, you know, you're wanting more eyes to be involved and yes. And you're, you're wanting people to really be focused on those final runs and, and Correct. hanging around, not dipping out early, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's, just that's the reason like it would be, my shows. I do top dog last for that exact reason. You know, top right. dogs exciting. It, you know, it goes. It's. I mean, I I can literally do a top dog show. It's so you tell me how many people are in it, and it's, uh, four to five minutes per competitor. So if there's ten competitors, I can do that in less than fifty minutes. I can do an entire top right. dog show with ten competitors. Um, and and we run it. We get it. It's exciting. Every run's exciting. Um, 
and it'd be nice if we could find a way to make TV drag that exciting. And it is to somebody like you, me, Jeffrey, because we understand, yeah. right? It, it's a knowledge sure. base. So um, that's part of what I try to do on the microphone during my shows is I try to, you know, explain why this is so exciting and why this is so impressive. Um, sure. It, it's just difficult to do with people that don't have the knowledge. And let's talk really, you know, we're less than 1% of the car audio market. So, oh, of course. you of know, course. you so, know, they did a real Wayne used to do a super good job at Nashville. Um, either Wayne or either he had somebody handling a microphone that was basically, you remember, there was spectator yep. stands in front yeah, of the right, judging yeah. lanes. Mm -hmm. and, and we had TV monitors and yeah. they were explaining what was going on. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, in between rounds, instead of just having this dull silence. You had an announcer, or Wayne himself was saying, you know, for every tenth of a dB, we have to add, you know, a thousand watts of power at these levels, or whatever the case may be, and and he was educating as much as keeping them interested. So you'll see that when we have the unified finals. No, no, you'll have that when we. So that's what I do on the West Coast finals. Um, I you've seen a couple of my live broadcast of my events, you know, so I do that during sure. my events. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, the reason we didn't do it at uh, where were we at this year? Indianapolis, right? Is that for finals? At? Yeah. No, at Alabama, right? Oh, Alabama. That's right. We yeah, were right. in yeah. something Shoals, right? So Muscle Shoals. Muscle, yeah, Shoals. Muscle Shoals. So the reason I didn't do it there is uh, Jeremy said, "Hey, yeah, some of our competitors definitely don't want that because it was so different than their norm." at the shows right that they were like whoa right. whoa whoa we don't want this and jimbo when he came out east he was completely flustered with oh wait there's so much information so much stuff what do i need to do <laughs> and he really was flustered right. and he didn't complain about right. it didn't nothing right but right. he he was 100 percent flustered it was different because it, it was different <laughs> right but but and the, it was yeah, just it too is. much too much going on yeah too much going on i yeah, guess right. but but the it, <laughs> yeah yeah he didn't understand. I mean, I, he does understand, but it, it didn't click in his mind at the time that the, all this information isn't for him. His focus is what he's doing, as you know, right when your time, you're doing your own focus. Um, That's right. But my focus is I am trying to engage the people around us and the people that might just be walking by going, well, what the hell's going on here? And, and we need sure. those people. To help us grow you know absolutely so absolutely you i mean you know if you don't grow you die so yep. it's uh but i mean that's you know, that's like worth telling freestyle. that's worth telling wayne about yeah. right so we we'll, i'll bring yeah, it up right, to him right, for sure right. yeah why not i mean yeah. anything to get more engagement from from spectator or the the pit guy that's coming with you know with john over here Mm -hmm. You know, the two pit guys might be coming to help him, and, and they don't really know what he's doing. They know John knows what he's doing, but they're they're learning on the fly, too. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's kind of like everybody's a sponge when you come to something like that, and, and they don't know what's going on. They're soaking up what they hear and what they see. So hopefully you make it a positive experience and give them the information. And if the bug bites them like it did us almost 25 years ago, then there they are, you know. Uh, I will say, um, every time I get a new person that comes to a show, the question I always ask, is that what you expected when you came out here today? And the inevitably, I have had zero people say, no, 
this is way more interesting than I ever thought it was. <laughs> it, it, it truly is. Uh, whether it's on the DB drag, the base race, the top dog, the freestyle, uh, cyclone, you know, it, it's sure. it's not what they perceive it to be. There's so if much you more can, going on. Yeah. Yeah, if you can't understand what it is you're looking at, it's going to be very hard to mm -hmm. appreciate it. Yeah. I, I think that's a common sense approach. Uh, and, you know, you don't have to go out with a dictionary explanation, but, no. but you know, five seconds of a brief description of something. This is yeah. a full range, you know, twenty to 20,000 hertz measurement system, and this is what we're doing, and these guys are going to be scored, done, and, and you start your, your you know, your, your timer. But yeah. – um, it sounds like like with anything else it's all you have so many moving parts it's a whole lot more difficult to do it than it is to say it mm -hmm. so uh i mean i commend you guys as hard as y'all judges work and that's why i brought up the whole thing about um making judging easier by eliminating some of the phone book that we <laughs> there's no reason to have a phone book of a rule book if you have decent competitors following the rules you don't have to have a book this thick this book, this this thick, is for the guys that don't do what they're supposed to do, not for the vast majority. Right. So that's why. You know what I help? Uh, what I think would help too is, you know, um, ambassadors such as yourself and and even uh, Rob, you know, um, explaining to the guys on the side, you know, oh, watch, watch this score right now. You know, he's going to do this, and and this is why this is why it happens. You know, to kind of you know, kind of get the excitement level up, you know, in addition to the judges. So, I mean, it's not only us that, uh, you know, are explaining what's going on, you know, um, it's, it's you guys that are on the sideline and, and saying, Hey, you know, and it could be that, uh, one, uh, new guy, novice guy that's kind of has one ear, you know, listening to you guys, and then maybe another, uh, ear listening up for, <laughs> you know, the scores and stuff like that. So, um, I think, you know, just yeah. being open about things and, and saying, Hey, you know, man, watch, he's going to bust his window or, you know, Hey, step back, you know, uh, windshield's going to bust and stuff like that. So, you know, it really helps right. when, when the competitors are really into it as well, such as yourself and, and, uh, wanting to get everybody involved. So enthusiasm yeah, is contagious. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, enthusiasm sure. is contagious. Yeah, I mean, when, when Gorman hit his record, I haven't seen any video of it yet. Um, but I'm sure he was excited as hell. He was pumped. The people around <laughs> him were pumped. And I guarantee they brought in extra people that were, you know, a little further away. They might not even have been on his team, but they were pumped for him because enthusiasm is contagious. Yes. 100%. Yes. I agree. Yeah, I had a, I had one of those guys coming. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. Uh, which, I mean, face it, when, when you get on the level that, myself and, and our immediate competitors are on, uh, you know what the vehicle's going to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I can call the number, yeah. click to click to click. And, um, you know, we were trying to just show a really strong number. And uh, and it, it somebody told me, he goes, you didn't look excited. That's an epic number. That's like so huge. And I was like, it, it's a good, solid number. It's a good, solid number. And they're like, I don't get it. If I did that, man, I'd be doing cartwheels out here. And it's hard to explain to them that you right. don't show your hand because you got competitors all around the world that are going to be gunning for the number you just put up. Mm -hmm. So you, 
you're not showing them everything there is. And it, it's a balancing act in bringing a new competitor on right. and, and, ex right. and, and explaining that to them. But in the same time, you know, showing them a little happiness, a little enthusiasm because you, you were pumped that you had a great number or whatever. So it, it's kind of that middle of the pack guy that does the best job at that because mm -hmm. we take it so serious where we are that sometimes we miss those opportunities, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we the guy that hits Man, his we first. Need to do a better job than that. The guy hits his first 155 or 160 for the first time ever, dude. That that guy there is one of the best things that could happen to any show. You know. Absolutely. Oh, the best thing I saw, you know, and that's noteworthy. Jeremy Creamer's son Trent base raced for the first time, 29.9, and wins. Yep. And wins. And that was epic. That was epic. I was way more excited about that than my 75.4, I can promise you. Uh, how old is his son? 15. Okay, we got 15. a 10-year-old out here that's starting to base race. So he's been to two shows yeah. now. <laughs> wow. And, Who's uh, that? Uh, it, Josh Tattoo, it's his son. Oh, okay. Right. So okay. his son uses his vehicle because uh, Josh will do um, he'll do freestyle and he'll do – um, cyclone or uh, uh top dog freestyle and um cyclone and so he does those and then his son uses his truck because obviously at 10 years old he ain't letting his son drive his truck anywhere <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, so then his son will base race and um you know i had josh on the phone when he started teaching his son and told his son yeah every time you hit a 129.9 honk your horn and so i'm talking to josh i'm on there for probably 15 minutes and Every 45 seconds, eh, eh, you can hear it in the background. Uh, comes to the awesome. show and he goes, awesome. he goes, uh, I go, hey, what happened? Because he only did a 129.7 in the show. And I was like, well, what happened? He goes, well, it's a lot harder when somebody's next to you. <laughs> I said, I bet <laughs> you it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, sure. um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, with that being said, we are almost our longest podcast we're about two minutes short of our longest podcast we've ever done wow um i do appreciate gorman for coming on uh thank you yeah, for cutting sure. out some time and uh being part of this Glad show be being part of uh what we've done in the past um uh if somebody um so hit a quick shout out to any sponsors or anything uh some way somebody can get a hold of you if they were trying to get a hold of you or follow you and see what you're doing uh shows coming up can you share with that with us yeah, I mean we're we're pretty much done for the done for the season. We may we may hit another triple point here or there just to just to to do a little real what I like to call real world world testing. Um, you know, testing on the meter is one thing, but putting it out there for everybody to see is another. Mm -hmm. And if we need to show a, a little bit bigger number, we're gonna show a little bit bigger number coming before finals, just going into finals to build a little excitement. Okay. Um not right. sure exactly what show that'll be. We're just going to take it as it comes and see what happens. Um, we're looking forward to finals. Is the we're we're really looking forward to finals. We want to go into finals healthy, and yeah. uh, and know yeah. more about the vehicle and than we've known about it since it's you know first time it played just a couple of couple of years ago. So uh, we're really really jazzed up. Okay. Um, if uh, if anybody you know wanted to get a hold of me, obviously I get. I get, you know, requests on Facebook, obviously daily messages, requests, tips, 
can you help me out with this? Who do I talk to about this? What does this mean? And, and, you know, I feel you, oddly enough, as many of those that come in, I, I do a pretty good job at replying to those because I, I, you know, I just feel like Brantley Waits and a couple of those big names way back in the day, oh, yeah. Ed Eason oh, and the guys yeah. out of Florida, Brantley mm-hmm. Waits, those guys took time to talk to the, the amateur in, in 97 and 98 and, uh, and share what they knew at the time. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of a homage you got to pay back. Oh, was that you that they were um, sharing knowledge with? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. okay. Brantley Waits. Yeah. Brantley Waits. Uh, Maybe he did the first 60, right? Package. <laughs> he, I'm sorry? I, he, I think he did, he was the first one to uh, do a, a 160, right? I believe Brantley that's Waits, right. I believe so, that's yeah. right. At, uh, yeah. One of the 97, 98 finals. I can't remember which it was yeah. now, but uh, we were talking and he actually got my information and sent me in the oh. mail, snail mail. <laughs> uh, weights audio shirt stickers keychain yeah the whole thing awesome. super cool dude back there we need more guys like that yeah, yeah. Uh, and, we, and we do have them out there uh guys like mm-hmm. i said rob he responds yeah. to a lot of stuff uh, oh yeah rob super rob's a super yep. dude he's look going through the shoulder surgery and all i went through um you know bo came down and helped me get started on the heavy lifting on that steel Dude, that stuff is so hard to work with by yourself. It's not even mm. funny, and especially with a jacked up shoulder. Bo came down and did the did the heavy lifting and the grunt work, getting me started and lined out. And then Rob in March, I took my truck. I had to have somebody help me close the tailgate on the trailer and load the truck. And I took the truck down there with a shoulder basically still slinged up. And uh, Rob crawled in and out of my truck. I can't tell you how many times working on it. Wow. I mean, we our little unit is is small but it's mighty man it's it's a family unit we do it we do it for real around here and obviously incriminator audio is uh who you run and who you uh yes, back sir. and um they back Excess you. power yeah yeah scotty the guys i've known for, for decades man in this game this guy great product and and you know even uh, even jonathan coming back on board you know, getting back into the bus bar game, you know, Jonathan yeah. made me some super killer bars that I had uh, to add to the stuff that, that uh, Project DB, Jeff Camberg, had made me some really quality stuff too. And, uh, you know, all the, I mean, when you know people in this game and you treat them right and, uh, you know, they, they don't mind helping you out. And, you know, a big one this year, a big one this year that's responsible for a lot of success, I actually got two and that's, uh, that's kicker. Okay. Kicker, uh, uh, yeah, kicker's starting to come back around, and and you know I I had a great relationship with those guys years and years ago, and uh, I really really like their wire. They have super super awesome power wire, and that's what I run. I run all kicker wiring in the truck, and uh, you know I try to run what what I believe is the best out there, and uh, I really like their power wire and their interconnects. That's what I run. Excess power on power supply. And uh, I ate for everything else, man. And uh, the uh, the one of the heaviest the heaviest heaviest dimes I can drop on you is uh, Vibraflex, dude. If <laughs> I don't know how much you worked with it, Doug or Jeffrey, because I didn't work with it back in the day. It was dynamite back in the day. Bring dude, a blowtorch. Bring a blowtorch with you. Yep. Andrew Bailey. Matt, I, yes. I ordered a 
palette yes, of that yeah. stuff from Andrew Bailey, and it is the absolute truth, man. I'm telling mm. you, I think we're we're somewhere in the in the seven eight hundred pound range, and uh, <laughs> wow. that's what it takes to do. That's what it takes to do the numbers and keep the metal from ripping. I mean, that's what that's what it takes. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. We've had a, I've had a lot of good support, a lot of a lot of people that are that are willing to uh, willing to to lend a hand, you know. And uh, I mean, it's business at the end of the day, and it's a business transaction. But just being willing to get it to you when you need it, or to to help you that little extra bit, you know, it's it pays dividends. I can't uh, say uh, I'm grateful any more than than I'm super grateful to the, all those guys. Uh, you want to hit him with that last question, Jeffrey? <laughs> Yeah, you know, Gorman, you've been around uh, a long, long time. You've seen a lot of people come and go. Um, you've well, a question that we ask uh, all of our guests is, um, "What is your?" And you've, I'm sure you've seen it, you know, uh, this whole time. What is your definition of a base hit? I think that for for me, a base, although I don't really like. The descriptive <laughs> term so much okay. as basehead, <laughs> and you probably know why. Because yeah. basehead is two syllables, and it sounds a lot like a, a title you wouldn't want to be called uh, if you had a had a dependency problem. But uh, I think uh, <laughs> a guy that likes bass to me, yeah. um, I think is. Uh, I mean, I think basehead would be uh, a guy that just in. A guy or a girl that just enjoys the the you know 100 hertz and down frequencies. They like to feel they like to feel the music they're listening to. So it's not only a, a you know a, a, a euphoric kind of emotional response, but it's a physical one as well that just ties everything together. Mm. Uh, if you listen to anything, in my opinion, if you listen to anything without some kind of 100 hertz and down low end. You're not listening to it. it it's mm, not the right. same. It's not complete. So I think a bass head is somebody that appreciates the overall uh, the overall enjoyment of, of music in a, a full range. All right. Hey, uh, so Jeffrey, uh, what do you got coming up, sir? We'll close this thing. Um, I got a actually I got a show that we just booked not too long ago. Um, it's going to happen in California. I'm going to be back Woo! in California. Back to California. Yeah, for, uh, I think it's the second weekend of uh, July. We got some of the uh, SPL teams out there. Uh, Team Gorilla Hertz, who's sponsoring the event. They found a venue. Uh, shout out to uh, Adrian, as well as Al, and uh, Greg Marmalejo, who uh, found the spot that we're going to be having the event in. So uh, check it out on the DB Drag Racing calendar. Um, Is that July should be coming up. July 9th, yes, Saturday, July 9th. Where it's going to be in San Bernardino. Okay, so they're also having one in Fresno on July 9th, but that's not DB Drag. That's another brand. Right. Um, I don't right. remember what it mm -hmm. is, but so anyway, so yeah, so there's another one. So July 9th. Um, I yeah. had also a July 9th event up in Sacramento. Uh, we are moving mine to the following weekend, which would make it the 16th. 16th, yeah. Yep, so we are going to do mine on the 16th. Um, just because, uh, my wife already planned something for me. And as Gorman and Jeffrey can tell you, when your <laughs> wife plans something for you, uh, you move your plans. Absolutely. They don't move theirs. Happy uh, wife, absolutely. happy life. <laughs> um, Couldn't say yes. So, uh, with that being said, oh, and, uh, as I already mentioned, 
uh, July 23rd in Reno is now going to be a 2X event uh, sponsored Moses Martinez. He stepped up and nice. uh, and put it on and made it a 2X. Him and Rosa drove down to Reno and um, they they were really happy, had a great time there. The only thing was is uh, low participation. So, hmm. like once again, they're trying to entice people to come from California and be part of the event sure. on July 23rd in Reno. Um, other than that, cool. Um, cool. Once again, Gorman, hey, appreciate you being here, bud. Uh, yeah. Did yes, sir. A great amount of information. Um, Jeffrey, once again, superstar, as always, <laughs> doing your thing, growing your area. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure we're here soon, sooner than later. How you're a movie star again, and you're, <laughs> you're running video games or you're on commercials <laughs> and Hopefully whatnot. Soon. Yeah. So, yeah. so those should be coming up, and uh, yeah. we'll hear about those. But uh, once again, hey guys, cool. thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching this week in Car Audio. We'll be on again next week at 5:30 California time, the only time that really does matter. Yeah. And we'll be back here every Monday. Oh, uh, real quick. July 4th. Is that next weekend? No. July no. 4th weekend on air meeting, Quick Jeffrey. Uh, that is a Monday. Would you mind switching our podcast to Tuesday, July 5th? Uh, no, no, I don't mind. Okay. No. So That's we cool. are going to go to July 5th. And Gorman, you're going to know these guys that are coming on. It's going to be both the Riley brothers, Alan and Bobby. Wow. What? Awesome. Yeah. So Flash from the past. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, Alan's going to uh, drive up and uh, be with Bobby for 4th of July, oh, oh, and he's okay. going to stay there uh, and uh, <laughs> do the podcast on the 5th. So, yeah, catch, catch them both in the Sweet. same spot, right? Perfect yeah. timing. <laughs> Good job, Doug. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have Alan and uh, and what's his name on that weekend? Alan and Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby Riley. <laughs> what's his name? What's Bobby. his name? He's already been on. He's a what's his oh name. <laughs> and, and plus, oh Alan God. and I both are bowlers. So, um, yeah. So I talk to Alan all the time Sweet. about bowling stuff. So. <laughs> But uh, anyway, guys, hey, thank cool. you for tuning in. Um, I'm going to try and get this on uh, later tonight if I can um, on the podcast. If you guys want to sponsor the show, right down below me, right down there below Jeffrey, right there above Gorman, we have a spot that we can put a sponsor's name. If you need any information, get a hold of one of the, us, Jeffrey or myself. Uh, we got a pricing schedule for anybody that wants to support the show. We'll put your name on here. We'll have commercials. I got all that stuff uh, set up on there. But once again, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week on This Week in Car Audio. <laughs>